Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. There's something magical about unboxing. When you unbox BritBox, you uncover a world of British entertainment. Stream the UK's most brilliant series, including new and upcoming seasons of Shetland, Father Brown and Death in Paradise. Plus new originals like Payback, Irving Welsh's Crime and Archie, the story of Hollywood's greatest leading man, Cary Grant. Unbox BritBox and escape to the best of British TV. Stream with a free trial at BritBox.com. Good morning, Millennials. Welcome back to the Morning Toast. Happy Friday. Hey, Claude, for the last time till I see you when you get back. How are you, Dern? I am Dern good. I mean, honestly, I'm a broken woman. Like, I am a broken woman who needs to have dinner at the quiet woman because I just got back. You know, TBG's like, he doesn't tell you much when you're traveling with him. He's like, oh, just wake up at this time. We're doing like, we're going to the baths. So I think the baths, I think a relaxing spa. Is that crazy 100%. to think? No, the baths is bath time Q&A. Right. No, it was you're really actually like, like a proficient bather. Right. So I just showed up like in my kimono and my sandals and my bathing suit. And it was definitely more of a journey <laughs> to get down to the baths to enjoy the baths and then to get back up the hill to the baths. So we woke up super early so I could, it wouldn't intervene with the toast, but like I'm literally like broken. Wow. Was it worth the trek though? Cause your stories look really nice. Yeah, it was really beautiful. And pop culture fun fact, that is where Wells Adams and Sarah Hyland got engaged. Oh my gosh. That is so special. Well, Do they have a little plaque for them? Well, that's what the someone history? said on my DMs. So I don't know if it's actually true, but that's where I get most of my information got it well I would believe that and I also recommended to you a new book to read that is really rich in Virgin Island um history Mm -hmm. and so I think you're really gonna enjoy it because I feel like Virgin Gorda that's where you were today right that's where I am right now right it sounds familiar like from the book the Ellen Hildebrand series what happens in paradise curious to get your thoughts when you read it well I'm still reading the mother-in-law I'm taking it slow because I really really like it um So I probably won't get to that Ellen Hildebrandt series on this particular vacation. I guess I'll just have to go on another one. Oh, no. We hate to see it. Oh, no, 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 no. Speaking of oh, no, Bruno got neutered yesterday. Bruno, no? Bruno, more balls. Yeah. Um. He is just like so despondent. Yesterday was so sad. He's wearing his new cone. He's so confused. Today's better and like he definitely has, you know, his spirit back. But I, I don't know like how we're going to come back from like that trust that was severed. Like he woke yeah. up yesterday morning <laughs> not knowing what was happening. And I feel like I betrayed him. Those videos that you sent us of like him just like limping around in his cone were so upsetting and really bordered on animal abuse. No. So I think we need to get him out of the cone. Okay. Yeah, no, I ordered a onesie. Everyone was saying, like, have him wear a little pajama set. That way he won't scratch his thing. So that will be here tomorrow, and he'll be out of the cone by then. But you know what? Like, so many dogs wear cones. They don't even get the comfy cone. They get the one from the vet that's, like, plastic, and they're fine. So Bruno, like, and his spoiledness, he needs to learn. I know, but you can't just, like – spoil him and then be like you're spoiled like it's your fucking fault a hundred percent and it's like you don't want to ever deny your child of course not it would be detrimental so when he sends me the link to this amazon onesie and say hey mom it's certain the same purpose i'm like okay bruce it's yours does he send you a lot of amazon links like theo's always sending me his wish list oh my god what does theo wish for everything and anything he honestly just wishes for one of us to take him to the park, but we're so lazy. So he just gets a new onesie instead. <laughs> it actually looks like, according to Ben's story, he goes to the park a good amount. Yeah, no, I'm like a drama queen. Like, Theo gets out so much, but Theo's just one of these dogs. And, you know, Cavaliers are really lap dogs, and they're really, like, inside pets. But Theo must have, like, a little bit of, like, Great Dane in him because Homeboy cannot run fast enough, like, cannot get to the park fast enough, cannot spend enough time outside. And I'm like, Theo... Do you know who your parents are? Chill the fuck out. 
damn I miss Theo so much. You guys, we are back in studio next week. Um, Theo is back in studio next week. Maybe I'll even bring Bruce to cheer him up. And I'm just really excited to get the gang back together. But I am really, like, devastated about leaving the Rosewood. I have to tell you guys, like, I feel like a lot of people maybe have their honeymoons postponed or canceled because of COVID. And if you are going on your honeymoon in the next year, you have got to come to this hotel. It is a paradise i would say it's on par with the maldives when it's literally three hours away the maldives are 16 hours away the beaches are stunning the hotel is so sickening like the best service you'll ever get in your life like it's just premium on premium on premium and i cannot recommend it enough the rosewood in little dick's bay wow i actually am taking my honeymoon soon probably next month and now i mean we have a plan but it's not booked yet so maybe yeah. I should be going to the Rosewood or I should just save the Rosewood for like another trip because I will be going on many trips this year well I also went to the spa for the first time yesterday which was a huge mistake I should have went earlier on because I'm making it, I'm leaving the hotel today I'm making another appointment right before I go because it was and I say this confidently the nicest spa I've ever been to in my entire life like it's so honeymoon like it's so romantic and like Ben's been working most of the day so like I'm really on this romantic vacation with Brian and Mm -hmm. I like the conspiracy theory in my DMs people think me Brian and Ben are a throuple (laughs) and honestly I I see it I really do it's really not that far-fetched no not at all especially because I kept I keep saying how like my trip is so inspired by Norma Kamali and in the Norma Kamali interview she did say like hug kiss like fuck your friends so Mm -hmm. that's like kind of what me and Brian are doing oh for sure if people really are reading into what you're saying you're telling them that you are in a throuple right like if I was if I was Taylor Swift Uh and I was dropping easter eggs like the conclusion would be that I have two boyfriends Right. If you were someone who didn't lay it all out there all the time and we had to glean from what you said, like what you really meant, you are in a throuple. But unfortunately, Brian does not want to be in a relationship with me and Ben, which is so hurtful. So hurtful. Oh, but I'm sure he has his reasons. Yesterday, um, we had an amazing afternoon. We like went snorkeling. But right before that, we recorded like a 45 minute Patreon podcast with Brian. Just like a lot of people had questions about always like he always gets questions about like the points industry and stuff but it's changed so much and I actually learned so much from him there's all this stuff going on that like they're not telling you so Brian is here with the hookup if you're looking to travel in the next year if you're worried about traveling if you think it's not safe he really answered all the questions and really put um a lot of concerns to rest Wow, that's so great to know. That episode will be up today. I'm so excited to listen to it because my points are just sitting there idly and I, now I right. need to know what they're not telling us. Uh, you wanna, can I give you a little sneak peek? Please. Well, usually before COVID, if you use points to book a trip and you have to cancel, you like don't get those points back. And if you want them back, you have to like pay like a $200 fee. Like it's crazy. Crazy. Now, they never told people, but like now your points are like completely refundable. Well, that's good news. Yeah. That's good news they're not telling us. No, it's all good news for the consumer, but they're not telling you. So, like, who knows? I'm like, Brian, where do you even find this out? Like, how is the average person supposed to, like, digest all of this? Yes, that's so true. It's good news for the consumer, but, like, where are we supposed to get this information? Honestly, from TPG. Like, he's right, the points Right, that's literally was the point of the interview. Like, <laughs> I'm like, where so do you get fabulous. all this information? And he's like, thepointsguy.com. Okay, <laughs> totally. Is there like a website that has all of this information? You know, I've heard of this one called thepointsguy.com. It should be really good. <laughs> and it pertains to points. Yeah, they do like travel. They do some, you know, travel news. They just interviewed Pete Buttigieg, who's the new Department of Transportation. So they really cover all cylinders. Wow, that's so fascinating. I'm really excited to listen to your podcast episode and, and embark on this podcast episode, our last one of the week. It's been just a... A really interesting week. I mean, it's been obviously- hard with like the Harry and Meghan stuff because nothing else matters. No, nothing else matters. No one else is even like attempting to pretend that they matter and like they're going to put out their news this week. It's really just been the week of Harry and Meghan. And I feel like for on a personal level, like I've been thinking about them all week too. It's consumed yeah. my week. At least you're on vacation, so, like, you've been thinking about other things. No, I really (laughs) have not. Like, dead serious. I open my phone. It's just everywhere. And it's really been just – I feel like we're all really appreciating, like, how historic it is that we, like, were born – like, I was born in the Meghan Markle era. Like, I could have been born in the Diana era. I could have been born in the Queen – like, I was born to see Meghan Markle. No, but also it's like we're – 
at the peak of like celebrity commentary like we could have been at the peak of celebrity commentary in between the Diana and Meghan Markle years when we didn't we didn't like break down any interview right so like to be in this position with an interview like this coming out it's just like it's history man it's history and the, all the supplemental stories like of Pierce Morgan yes. and Bethany like there's just so much it's its own ecosystem it's crazy yes and also we were talking yesterday about like the differences between the UK and the US and that's going to be our first story and I also got some feedback from our um British toasters the crumpets I think and so I'm going to include that and, and try and get to like where we're all at in terms of how we feel about everything in the fast five. So let's get into it. And I have one more update because apparently, like, in talking about daily savings Yes, I saw your Instagram. So fascinating. There's so many sides. And not that anyone is, they clarified, they're not daylight savings stands. But there is an argument to be made for keeping it the way that it is. Now, in moving the clock, we're never going to get more hours of sunlight during the day, which I already knew. But it's like, would you rather your extra hour in the morning or in the evening? For my lifestyle, me personally, in the evening. But now listening me, me to too. everything else, like the campers can't go to school in the dark. But apparently some campers, are re- a lot of campers actually, already go to school in the dark. Like it's dark out when they're getting up. Well, not totally dark, but you know what I mean. So Dusk. I just have a lot to think about. And also someone um, DM'd me whose husband is a farmer and she wanted to let everyone know that like the uh, argument for daylight savings, like it's not about the farmers. The farmers don't like daylight savings because it ruins the routine of the cows to be like thrown off just like the rest of us. Got it. Okay. There's so much at play here. There's so much to digest. Also, one toaster like worked on the bill like and had to do the research as to like because some of the research says that daylight savings is like better for your health. It will prevent car accidents. It prevents heart attacks. No, because like resetting your body like that hour is like kind of crazy. So but at least for me, I'm not when that clock resets, I'm not resetting my body. I'm usually out at a club and I'm like, how is it 3 a.m. already? No, but like when the next day it just there's. There's a lot at play here. So I found it to be very interesting and I will continue my research. I really like don't buy it. What don't you buy? That it matters? The whole concept. Like I don't feel like it's better for you. You could show me a study that says it's better. I don't believe it. It's better to like stop going back and forth the hours. What the study Yeah, says. it just seems like we're confusing people for literally no reason. So – are you pro changing the clocks or you want to stop changing the clocks? I think it should be the same time all the time. Like no daylight savings should not be a thing. Yeah. I think that's where I'm landing. But, you know, I do – my primary concern is always for the is campers. It's always the campers. So when you tell me that something's not good for the campers, I have to reconsider. Yeah, but then didn't you say you debunked that camper theory? Someone did. Someone is a teacher and said that the campers go to school in the dark. Like, And also they said – Someone was someone else was a high school teacher, not necessarily campers, and said they come to school in the dark anyway. And actually, having more sunlight in the afternoon would be beneficial for everyone's mental health in the school. So many arguments. Yeah, I just think like we live in different like zones of the time, so (laughs) trying to like make it all uniform is like so stupid. Like some kids are going to go to school in the dark, and some kids are going to go school in the light. If you don't like it, move to California. Like I just feel like this this broken system to try and put us all on the same level, like it's just not working. Maybe we should all just need to resign to the fact that like we live in different, you know, time zones. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Also, when we went to school, we came home in the dark because we had a really long school day. And I feel like I'd rather have gone in in the dark and then came home in the sunlight. Because you feel like you lose your whole day. You're like, fuck school. I didn't even get to play out in the sun today. I didn't even see the sun today. (laughs) Okay. Well, I'm really glad we're talking through this because just my opinions keep changing. I just feel so winded from this excursion Brian took me on. I feel like I sound a little drunk and I'm not. (laughs) You should have a drink. I will, for sure. (laughs) Okay, now with that off my chest, I think we can get into the fast five stories that you need to know before you wake up and take a bite out of your morning toast. Yes, and that is true. But speaking of the campers, it's so important to preserve the memories of the campers in your life or the time when you might have been a camper. So what I'm basically trying to say is that today's episode is brought to you by Legacy Box, a super simple mail-in service to have all your home movies and pictures digitally preserved on a thumb drive, DVD, or to the cloud. Have you tackled all your spring cleaning chores this year? 
What's on your list? Cleaning out the garage, the basement, digitizing old tapes and photos, dusting all your surfaces. Legacy Box is here to help with the digitizing of old photos, videos, and tapes, cassettes. I don't know how far back you go, but they've got you covered. It is a way for you to easily and affordably digitally preserve your past. The process from start to finish is super easy. You pack and send the items. Their team will digitize everything by hand, and then they'll send it back to you for you to enjoy. You can get back perfectly preserved digital copies on thumb drives, DVDs, or to the cloud. They're ready to watch and share and enjoy. Plus, they keep you up to date with regular email updates throughout the process of the digitization. Legacy Box is the world's largest digitizer of home movies and photos and has helped over a million families digitally preserve their past. So if you like grew up around the same time that we did, like you know so many of your home videos are stuck on cassettes, VCRs, and it's basically impossible to try and get them to work on your computer. So to have Legacy Box just take care of it all for you is such a joy. We have tons of VCRs that we have VHSs, whatever, that we have converted to DVDs. And it's really been like so nice to go back and watch them. It's a great gift for someone like a parent or a grandparent. If you want to get started preserving your past today, go to LegacyBox.com slash toast to get an incredible 50% off your first order. To take advantage of this exclusive offer, you can send it in when you're ready, but you got to sign up today at LegacyBox.com slash toast. And that's 50% off while supplies last at LegacyBox.com slash toast. Love it. Sign on. Preserve your memories. Yes. Okay, first story. A new poll shows that Meghan and Harry's UK popularity has plunged after the Oprah interview. Harry's popularity has fallen 15 points from just a week before the interview, according to the new YouGov poll via Reuters. 48% of the six. 1,664 participants had a, quote, negative attitude toward Harry. The poll also found what that percent? only three, um, 48% had a negative attitude. Still the minority, technically. Towards Harry. Towards Harry. And the poll also found that only three out of ten people had a positive view of Meghan following the interview. An overwhelming 58% had a negative opinion of her so more people had a net well first of all I just want to say like I think polls oftentimes are like fake news bogus fake fake fucking news news. and here they said they they surveyed 1664 people um so I I I tend not to like put that much emphasis on polls Mm -hmm. um but I do think it's just an interesting segue into like this thing we were talking about yesterday like where the UK stands so I heard from some British crumpets and they said that one the interview is everywhere in the UK like ITV aired it and so everyone has seen it everyone is talking about it they said that there is like this generational divide between how people feel about it like the younger generation is more sympathetic towards Harry and Meghan whereas the older generation is not and I feel like that tracks yeah I think that's kind of similar in America too yes I think I think so as well I yes, also I got feel that like, DM as well and I thought it was interesting. I also feel like this poll stuff is interesting because I would feel like people's negative opinions of Harry would be stronger than that of Meghan because Harry is the one with a duty, you know? Yeah, but and they see it as Meghan as the one who took him away from that duty. Duty. <laughs> yeah, but like he's he's the one who shirked his duties. You know, of course, but, like, that's just, like, classic, like, you know, patriarchy, like, blaming the woman, you know? A hundred percent. But I think that I, I that was surprising to me. Yeah, I mean, it's not surprising to hear that their popularity rate has gone down in the UK because that's really the vibe that I've been getting. It's so interesting how, A, media in America and media in UK are covering this so differently, and, B, just hearing from people in the UK and hearing from people in America and seeing their posts, like, they're – so there's completely different sentiments. Yeah, completely different sentiments. Also, we got a clarification but about I what we But I don't trust talking. polls. No, I don't trust polls either. But I do trust the toasters on the ground. T-O-T-G, 100%. We also got a clarification about the king-queen thing we were talking about yesterday. Yeah, it still don't make no sense. So Prince Philip couldn't be king because a king outranks a queen. It's all based in these misogynistic principles. Right, so that's the thing. It's like the queen, why we were talking about this yesterday is because we said the queen, before they knew what Kate Middleton was having for her first baby, said all the kids are going to be princes and princesses. It doesn't matter, yada, yada, yada. So it's like, oh, feminist queen. But it's like there is this very um, male, like chauvinistic, like 
root to this entire monarchy because a queen is not the same as a king. And you can have a king and a queen, but you but can't have a queen. But the king outranks the queen. So Queen Elizabeth couldn't be outranked by a King Philip because she but is William the can. So a man can't be outranked by a woman, but a woman can be outranked by a man. No, no, no. It, I'm not sure. Like, a woman, but no, it's like, who's the monarch? Like, the, it, it is. With the blood, the blood. The blood can't be outranked by someone else, but it only happens that way when the blood is the woman. When it's a woman. Yes. So it's like deeply misogynistic, even if it's like, oh yeah, they made an exception for the kids because they didn't want to know like what she was having a boy or girl, like they're both the same. Yeah. No, it, it definitely, the wheels of change are turning slowly. Uh, so, no, and they're like <laughs> turning for like, look what we did. Like we made an exception. It's like, but why can't your husband be a king? Oh, right. Misogyny. Right, but also just... But also, you know what? I don't really, like, fuck with Prince Philip, so I'm not advocating for him to be a king. He would be dangerous. Like, I watch The Crown. He is not good with power. No, he's not. But I feel like he knows that. Like, he, he's he been through so much in those 70 years. Like, the Prince right, Philip that he's started also going... He's changed. It's been 100 years. <laughs> the Prince Philip that started, like, going to the lunch club and fucking the ballerina yeah. versus, like, the Prince Philip who was having a midlife crisis talking to the astronauts, two different men. Okay, the Prince Philip, who was having a midlife crisis talking to the astronauts, might have been more unlikable than when he was fucking around on the Queen. Like, you're such a loser. No, like, I you're totally going to cry because you're jealous of the astronauts? Like, get a life. No, like, when he got into the plane and kept going higher, and it was like, yeah. are you trying to go to the moon in a little yeah. plane? Wait, and of course, that's, like, dramatized Netflix, but, like, I'm sure it happened. I was in shock also when he was, like, so disappointed by um, the astronauts because they, like, weren't Because they, as... like, they were just regular American teenagers. And he yeah, was, like, they were, like, talking them... about, like, farting in the... I don't know. They were just talking about, like, immature stuff. Football. Like, he expected them to be, like, Socrates. No, literally. And he sits down. And he's like, what's it like? And the kid's yeah. like, it's cool. It's pretty good. <laughs> I had a good time. <laughs> yeah, no, Prince Philip is – so when we're talking about this, I'm in no way advocating for Prince Philip to, like, have more rank, more power, a higher title. I just think it's an interesting factoid that I find to be, well, interesting. I agree. So I think that concludes our week of Meghan and Harry. Um, any lingering thoughts? Any, like, new feelings that you feel after having Oh, well, days you know what? I took – every single day I wake up meaning to bring this up, and I'm so glad I finally remembered because there's this overwhelming conspiracy theory that – this kind of drama with Megan, excuse me, unbeknownst to Megan, was really used as a distraction from what was going on with Andrew. Like, I think so many people are wrapped up in this. So, like, not a lot of people realize, like, Prince Andrew was never formally investigated. We don't really talk about that anymore, like him being on the island. That documentary on Netflix was very damning. Then Prince Andrew did that atrocity of an interview where he, like, basically mm -hmm. admitted that he, like, did all that shit. Like, he's has multiple allegations against him. And we're talking about Meghan Markle, who's a lovely girl who just, like, wanted her freedom. Like, it's so twisted. And it almost feels like it's intentionally twisted. So a lot of people on the internet believe, like, this was a coordinated distraction to, like, make Meghan and Harry, like, into the villains just to kind of turn people's eyes away from, like, the actual atrocity going on within the family. Okay, interesting. And does the conspiracy think that, like, Meghan and Harry are in on it? Or no. that Okay. Oh, they that used Meghan. Shit. To distract, because in so many ways, like, when they even got married, it was a huge distraction. The first mixed race woman, the first divorcee. So it was all that. And then things quieted down because they were just, like, perfectly happily in love and, like, being pregnant. So then people think, like, the royal family had to make, like, a whole ta-da so that people would still not be looking at Andrew. It does seem, like, a little um, far-fetched, but it's honestly, like... Think about it. No one has been talking about Prince Andrew for the last two years when it's literally the craziest fucking thing ever, like, what he yeah. did. Yeah, that's true. Also, when it comes to, like, Jeffrey Epstein associations, I really don't rule out any conspiracy theories. Yeah, no. Jeffrey Epstein, like, when he fake killed himself, like, we are now on high alert, as we should be. Yeah, that's a really interesting theory, one that I hadn't heard, and um, we'll continue to think about. Just keep it in the back of your mind. A hundred percent. Okay, well, our next story is similar because Oprah is sitting down again doing a tell-all interview with Chip and Joanna Gaines. Oh, wow, that's fascinating. Mm -hmm. Probably less Chip controversial, Ga but... 
No, but it, it looks really interesting. Also, the setup looks like similar, but a different backyard. But like, is this going to still... be like a new series? Well, it so it it's going to be on Dis- a Discovery Plus in a Super Soul special. So it's not like again CBS primetime like Meghan and Harry. But I don't know if it's going to be this new thing where Oprah sits down with highly influential people and then like sells this special to a streamer which is something that would be awesome it's reminding me of david letterman how he gets great guests on his show and then like ruins the interviews with his terrible personality and jokes so i feel Mm -hmm. like oprah could probably do a better job yes definitely chip Gaines is opening up about how life in the hgtv spotlight was at times very difficult for him and how his wife joanna helped him through the fixer upper alums recently sat down with the media mogul to talk about their lives as business partners and parents in a super soul special that premieres on discovery plus on march 13th what are you saying a super soul super soul two words what does that mean i don't know but it's a super soul special super s-o-l-e s-o-u-l Super soul. Yeah. Not understanding. In the exclusive clip, Oprah asks the couple how fame has impacted them and their decision to take a year off after their hit show ended in April 2018. He said, quote, I have discovered that fame is just your life is the same, you're the same, and everybody has an idea of what that is. It's just more people know your name. And I think if you don't know who you are when the fame thing hits, then you lose yourself. So true. Yeah. You know, this will be actually a very interesting interview. Yeah, she said, did you all start to sense that or did you know that you were grounded before the fame thing hit? Um, And Chip said, I want to speak on Joe's behalf because she would never say things like this, but she is so incredibly wise, so incredibly grounded. All the things that you just described is who Joanna is. So it seems like he like lost himself a little bit in the fame and that Joe grounded him, but they took that time off to like get back to themselves. Right, because they're a really interesting couple in the sense that, like, they are so mega famous and they don't give in to the fame at all. Like, they're not thirsty. They could be, if they wanted to, like, 50 times thirstier than they are and it would be acceptable because they're just that famous. But they live in the same exact house that they lived in when they became famous. They don't have any televisions. They've never seen an episode of their own show. Like, they literally do not own televisions and they're just, like, these really, really grounded people who love their community and none of that changed when they became literal billionaires so i think it'll be really interesting to hear them talk about fame because if that was me i would have like a thousand tvs in my mega ranch and i would only watch episodes of my own tv show and then at the height of their show to to end it and then take a year off like it's all very not what people do but it's super respectable yeah but it also sounds like they took that time off like because maybe chip was going down that road of you know letting the fame get to his head and so it's also a reminder that like being grounded takes work it's not like you just are or you aren't yeah no actually this sounds like it'll be a really really interesting interview and i feel like oprah like gets like the whole fame thing better than anyone oh a hundred percent also i've been loving their um magnolia content on discovery plus so and i also watch like the behind the scenes of like how they made her new kitchen for the show and like all this different stuff so i'm really looking forward to getting to know more of them because i never watched fixer upper i'm not a home oh you are missing out i know but that's just like not my beat do you think it was mine either but like there's just like they're so perfect and then clint comes in with like a 12 foot table like it's just everything yeah, so this sounds really interesting. What day is it today? Oh, it'll be out tomorrow? Huh, cool. Good. See you then. No, that'll be good. Like, I very much am looking forward to that. And Oprah really is a great interviewer. So I think she'll get down to the heart of the matter. Definitely. And then I hope after I'm this, trying like, to get down to the heart, to the of, the heart matter, of the matter. But my will gets weakened. And hopefully this becomes a trend for Harpo Productions, like sitting down with people who we haven't, who we know very well, but we actually don't really know at all and getting to understand them better. I mean, I could really do with like a one hour sit down, like a serious Kylie Jenner interview. Like we don't get that. Like Kylie's always like joking around on Ellen and shit, but like we need, we need Oprah. Well, you know, everyone is calling for Oprah to do this with Britney Spears. It's not Britney's choice. Like we know that. Hashtag free Britney. Yeah. But I think there's this is definitely something that a lot of people could benefit from. Viewers and What about celebs Sam Ashgari, like Oprah and Sam? That could be legally possible. Yes, but again, it's like someone speaking for Britney, and we need to hear from Britney. But he's like with Britney, like they're on the same team. Yeah. No, I think this is a great trend. Yeah, me too. Hashtag replace David Letterman with Oprah. Totally. 
I just have like a like a hard on, but not in a good way for David Letterman. Like I'm here to spread the gospel. Like this man is not funny. Oh, and now that Free Britney is trending, like this really horrendous interview David Letterman did with Lindsay Lohan when she got out of rehab is making its wave on the internet, like going viral again. And it's literally so disgusting. He's like, so you got out of rehab, what, you can't stop doing drugs? Like crazy fucking nasty shit. And you can't believe this was on late night television. And she looks so uncomfortable. And like for a while it was like, okay, because Lindsay Lohan was like the butt of every joke, you know? But um, that shit's like not okay now. And so I am the conductor of the anti-David Letterman train. All aboard! Harpo Productions, here we come. (laughs) (laughs) Totally. I hear you. Okay, are you ready for our next story? It's some really good, uplifting news. Is it the good, uplifting news brought to you by Bloomscape? Yes. Oh, that's actually the perfect sponsor for this episode. I love Bloomscape. You guys, me too. listen up. Listen to Claudia. It's been a long winter stuck indoors, but warmer days are almost here. Say it with me. Spring is coming. So get ready to shake off the winter gloom. Throw open your front door, back door. Any door will do. Let's get outside. And if your home isn't quite the oasis you've always envisioned, like I live in a bunker, you gotta check out Bloomscape. They make it easy to grow the lush springtime retreat of your dreams. They deliver healthy plants right to your door, plus all the grow how you need to help them thrive. Find the perfect plants for your space, whether you've got tons of light or hardly any. Thousands of people have already upgraded their upgraded their spaces with beautiful indoor plants from bloomscape and now bloomscape is taking it outside with their new outdoor bloom kits jackie and i obviously both live in apartments we don't have outdoor space so we both got indoor plants that are so toasty and like really very like heavy duty serious like they will last a long time yeah, also Bloomscape has a, a, a wide array of plants. You can get like a small little plant. I got like a really big one that is so stunning. I've never had a lot of greenery in my apartment. Me but neither. it adds, it literally adds life to your home. And like I'm not really into plants like knowledge. I don't know how to like plant stuff. But they have all these great know-how, helps, tips to help you grow. If you want to make an outdoor garden, you want to take care of your plants indoor. Their new outdoor bloom kits from Bloomscape are exactly what we need right now. The easiest, most convenient way to get growing. You can shop a variety of young plants, accessories, tools, and supplies. They have everything you need to get your patio ready for springtime. Bloomscape's patented shipping technology makes them one of the few who can deliver happy, healthy plants of all sizes across the U.S. And Bloomscape will ship at the perfect time to arrive after the last winter frost so your plants grow healthy and strong. Their kits are completely customizable. You can mix and match sizes and colors. And since no two plants are alike, Bloomscape makes it easier to filter plants by how much light or attention they'll need. Bloom kits come with a mix of annual plants suited for your environment. And if you want to get 15% off plant orders of $100 with promo code TOAST, go to bloomscape.com. That's bloom, B-L-O-O-M, scape, S-C-A-P-E, dot com with the promo code TOAST for 15% off plant orders of $100. Again, that's bloomscape.com, promo code TOAST. Love it. Also, they let you sort by like pet uh, plants that are pet friendly. So yeah. if you have a fur baby in your life, don't worry about it. It's all taken care of. Bloomscape's got oh. you covered. All taken care of. Okay, well, speaking of new life, Granger Smith reveals that he and his wife are expecting a baby. For Granger, Swith, for Granger Smith and his wife Amber, a new baby on the way signals a new beginning, but their late son River is never far from their minds. The couple is expecting a son in August, and Granger tells people that River, their son who died due to a tragic drowning accident at home in June 2019, is very alive in their everyday life and among discussions with their children, friends, and neighbors. So now Granger and his wife are expecting a new baby, and it is a very, very happy update for this family. Yeah, I've really just been, like, keeping my eye on them ever since 2019 when I read that story. And I feel like a a lot of people can, like, relate to this, like, just feeling so sad for them and, like, really devastated. And I've just been, like, just thinking about them and, like, hoping that they're okay. Now that they have a baby, like, I'm so happy for them. Now that she's pregnant, I'm so happy for them. And these are just the type of people who you exclusively wish good things for and, like, want to protect at all costs. Yes. Also, the couple recall going undergoing in vitro fertilization as they had planned for river to be their last child and amber had her tubes tied after he was born but things changed when um he realized that he had extra love to give as a father and they learned ivf was a way around the fact that amber's surgery was irreversible oh i didn't know that ivf was a way around getting your tubes tied 
I didn't know either. You learn something new every day. Medicine is amazing. I just love these two. Like, I really, like, wish them the best. And I think about them all the time. I wish them the best as well. So that is your good news of the day. And there's a little more baby news. Do we have the story about Emily Ratajkowski had her baby? No, we didn't have that as a story, but she did have her baby. Well, yeah, because, like, when people have babies, it's, like, good, but it's hard to talk about on a podcast. Like, they had a baby. Great. Right. So unless it's someone that, like, we have really strong feelings about, generally positive feelings, Mm -hmm. the the pregnancy is a story, but the birth usually isn't. Or if, like, the name means something, it, it just depends. Yeah, but she had a baby, and I'm happy for her, and, like, woo. Woohoo. Okay, next up, some exciting news. The Oscar nominations will be announced on Monday by Nick Jonas and Priyanka Chopra Jonas. I thought this was so interesting. I know you're rolling your eyes. And at first I was like, that's kind of random. But then did you watch their announcement video? The Jonas's? No. The TikTok? Okay, so it starts like Priyanka's like, tell me we're hosting the, we're announcing the Oscar nominations without Without. telling me we're and then she pulls to Nick and like I thought it was going to be like them trying to keep up on a TikTok trend but Nick was like no you just told them they were like acting and it was actually oh, okay really, okay that's cute it was funny and well done and just Nick and Pre are are really doing it for me you know i i have to say i don't know <laughs> if i've come on here and said it officially but i was a huge doubter non-believer I really, really was. I thought this was like a media PR marriage. Like I talked endless shit, but (laughs) I know when I'm wrong and there is proof in the pudding, you know, the longevity every holiday. Like they really are like a real marriage. And I was like fully convinced this was like some Illuminati, like not real, you know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. Hollywood trick. And I don't know. They're pretty legit. So I'm not like, you know, building them a ship, but I'm here to say like I was definitely off in my calculations and I'm not the only one. I just want to say. Right. And I'm here to say like I'm officially building a ship. Like I've been really enjoying them and their content for a long time now. And and this just put me over the edge. I think that they're so cute and I, I'm, I'm loving them. I'm happy for you. Know that I am. Also, speaking of premium video content, did you happen to see the ad that Sophie Turner posted yesterday for Fortnite? Fortnite? Yes. Did you watch it? Yes. I thought it was so good. I mean, I would literally watch, like, Sophie Turner eat Jell-O. Like, I would do anything for her. She's such a good actress. I felt like I was watching, like, a short film. Well, you know, I'm, like, about ready to join Fortnite because there is this trend on TikTok that, like, I've been singing this song. Have you heard it? Um, hold on, wait. Yeah, Fortnite, we bout to get down, get down. We're the baddest in the world right now. Just wiped out Tomato Town. Do you know that song? No. Do I look um, like I... I know this, the original song. Yeah, but I yeah, don't know it's the American Fortnite Boy. One. But I... Yeah. This song on TikTok is like... Oh, you know what else is going viral on TikTok? You're gonna die. Hmm. This sound, like... It has, like, over a billion uses. Tell me if you remember what this is from. Waking up in the morning, thinking about so many things. I just wish things would get better. I'm trying to get rid of them, but nothing seems to end. Literally going viral, Gia Giudice, on TikTok. That's so amazing and so well-deserved. And, you know, like, obviously, it's been a decade since she came out with that banger mm-hmm. but justice being served no matter when is always a beautiful she's thing she's one to of behold. those people who wasn't appreciated in her time she's like no, Shakespeare. she wasn't she wasn't but history will look favorably on her and you know when Gia Giudice said first you were one then you were two then you were three then you were four she made a really fucking good point you know yeah. no she's first you were one like, facts literal like Shakespearean prose over here. She's a genius. Yes. Okay, well, that concludes our celebrity news for the day. For our fifth and final story, we're going to get into a little, um, I guess, biz news. Not really. A little Netflix news. Is it the biz Netflix news that's brought to you by FabFitFun, perchance? Yes. Yes, it is. 
FabFitFun is passionate about showcasing amazing women. They have 20 female-founded brands in the spring box this season, with Ch- which Jackie and I were lucky enough to get our hands on. It is amazing. Like, the products... I'm used to getting boxes where you get, like, sample size stuff, and if you fall in love with the product, it's done within, like, three days. All of their products are full-size. It's really fabulous, and it's a great way to discover new beauty, lifestyle products. So this is, I think, maybe, like, my fourth box... And I look forward to it every time because, like I said, the products are full size and it's a really, really good way to like hear about brands. Or if there's been a product you're wanting to try and you haven't been able to just, you know, get there and purchase it, it'll come in your box and it's like a little surprise to yourself every season and there's no reason not to do it. Um, So the spring box is out now. You can order it today. You can sign up and snag amazing products. I got amazing Kate Spade mugs last time that I was like so jazzed about and they were huge mugs. Like I love a giant mug. Um, love. I love those mugs. I know what you're talking about. So the coupon code is TOAST if you want to get $10 off your first box. And the link is www.fabfitfun.com. Again, that's coupon code TOAST for the $10 off at fabfitfun.com. Um, don't miss out. The boxes are getting better and better. And the products are just legit as hell. And I really enjoy it. It's like a little gift to yourself. Like you sign up and then you forget. And then like all of a sudden like this box comes and you're like, oh my God, for me? Right. And you don't know what's in it. So it's like a surprise gift for yourself. You don't have to be like drunk to order it. And not well, know you what's could in be it. too if you wanted. Right. You could be. Also, one of the cleansers that I use in my um, skincare video that we did for Patreon was a FabFitFun box. I have oh, news yeah. that just came in that I need to share with you. And I need what? to watch your reaction. Okay. Wait. Do you want to film me? Okay. I'll film you. Is it's it going to be a good really, reaction? It, it's going to be a good reaction. It's some really okay, great. Are you going to put this on Instagram? Like, let me look cute. Okay. Depends on your reaction. It's some really great New York City club news. Clubs can open at 33% in New York City starting April 2nd. <laughs> are you fucking serious? I don't believe you. Wait, no, wait. I swear. Snitch just sent it to us. I just Let's found the link. Clubs. Oh, my God. Wait, I'm Googling. Claude. Oh, my God. News. It's your time. April 2nd is actually so soon. Wait, hold on. Hold on. I'm not seeing it. I don't believe counselor. Okay. Oh. But if she was lying to us, that'd be, that'd be such a mean prank. I'll send you the link that sort I saw. Sort by date. Yeah, no, I'm not seeing it, but I believe you. I just, I sent you the link. April 2nd, you said? Mm-hmm. Where are we going? I don't know. Like, <gasps> we uh, have to get a table. Are you so excited? <laughs> oh my god, that's fucking crazy! Like I literally thought the nightlife industry like was never coming back. Yeah. By the way, I just recorded your reaction and then realized I'm wearing AirPods, so it's just um probably no volume. I guess I could put the podcast volume on the video. Never mind. It's fine. Audio. It's fine. Um, wait, that's I just insane wanted to, fucking news. I wanted to share that with you. Some more good news. Thank you so much for bringing that to my attention. Like. I have to call Brian. Like, he's going to die. Yeah. So I'll see you April 2nd in the clubs. Where are we going? Like, literally anyone who will take me. For sure. But, like, also, let's put together, like, a short list of the clubs we'd like to attend. Yeah. And um, if you work in nightlife and, like, want me to come to your club for free, like, just please send me a message. For sure. Wow. For sure. Oh, my God. That's crazy fucking news. So exciting. That's just That's not at all what I thought you were going to say. I thought you were going to be like Meghan Markle, like something like celebrity. Right, right. No, I usually don't interrupt the broadcast unless it's like the best news you've ever heard. Unless it's the best news of all time. Oh my God, that's yeah. so exciting. Okay, but speaking of our fifth and final story, it's actually like not great news for a lot of people. Netflix is going to begin cracking down on password sharing outside your household. So obviously so many people use Netflix accounts that aren't theirs our family members a friend an ex-boyfriend but now um they are going to be giving users a message that say if you don't live with the owner of this account you need your own account to keep watching in order to How continue they know who the fuck I live with but in order to continue they need to verify the account with an email or text code or create a new account with a 30-day free trial so if you're using someone who you don't even know who you use or like someone you don't speak to anymore you're fucked if you use a family member hopefully you can like coordinate like what was the text code and you can because like netflix has family plans like since when is that a crime i actually feel like that's fair but i do i do think it's so long overdue like the fact that netflix never came for everyone who was so clearly using like 
your roommate's ex-boyfriend's mother-in-law's ex-wife's brother's account, they never came for us. So like now we're all just like used to using random accounts. And it's almost like they waited a little bit too long because this is really going to fuck up a lot of people. Right. We all got so comfortable. Also, I read somewhere that a third of Netflix users like are on this sharing plan. Who knows if they're like actual sharers, like again, a family account or, you know, sort of getting it ill. I guess illegally but I mean on the one hand yes it's it's their business and they're cracking down finally but on the other hand like Netflix don't just you leave us alone leave, like you have so much haven't we been through enough right no apparently no. we haven't Netflix thinks and you have so it's like at this point if they hadn't cracked down already like they shouldn't have cracked down at all they should have cracked down five years ago like now we're all just like so set in our ways this is like actually low-key really fucking disrespectful to the consumer like i will remember this that's what me and tbg were saying on the patreon episode it's like as consumers like i will remember the airlines who made it so easy for us this year like they really did not take advantage of everyone who was like in a hard time had to cancel plans they lost billions of dollars just so we could get our change fees waived like i really respect and appreciate that and as a consumer moving forward I will remember the brands that looked out for us in COVID, and I will also not forget the brands that fucking came for us in COVID. Ticketmaster. 100%. And I won't forget the airlines who change their pet policy and literally treat Bruno like an animal now when he flies. That he can't sit on on my lap. That he can't sit on my lap, but he can sit... Because I flew with him recently once this law was enacted and he had to, they said he had to stay in the carrier the whole time under the seat in front of him. And when he's in the carrier, he cries the whole time. If he sits on my lap, he doesn't move. He doesn't cry. Like, how is that better for the plane experience if he's crying the entire time? It's on the podcast. Put it in the book. Okay. I'm so glad to hear it. And also we have a second piece of Netflix news. Netflix is dropping a documentary about the last remaining blockbuster in the world. The last blockbuster, it's called, focuses on the video rental store located in Bend, Oregon, and its many fans. Also, what's two things that are crazy about this? One, like, it's funny, not funny, ironic that they are doing a documentary about blockbuster going out of business. When Netflix single-handedly put blockbuster out of business, like, it's a full circle moment. Right. But what I didn't know is that, um... Net Blockbuster was famously offered the chance to buy Netflix for $50 million in the year 2000. The chain filed for bankruptcy 10 years later, and now Netflix is worth $230 billion. Wow, whoever made that decision is a moron. Yeah. Wait, that's crazy. First of all, I did not know there was there was even a last remaining Blockbuster. Like, I thought they were for sure all out of business. That actually, like, is really sweet. Right, at but now, like, Blockbuster just reminds me of Rose Video. I can't really, like, separate the two. That's funny. Blockbuster just reminds me of, like, not even my experience. I can't even remember being in a Blockbuster. Like, that's you how can't? long ago it was. No, I always think of, like, movies, like, um, Jersey Girl, like, Liv Tyler works at the video store. In Friends, they're always going to the video store. So I don't actually remember my own experience in a video store. I remember it through the lenses of, like, TV and movie shows that I loved in the 90s and early 2000s that featured video stores. Wow, that year and a half difference between us sometimes is just like so staggering because I do yeah. remember being in a blockbuster, like we're picking out a film, the night's going to be lit, there's huge boxes of But did we go candy. a lot? Probably, no, not not anymore, no, not a lot, but like maybe two times a month. Like if we're going to have like, if we That's wanted to watch a, a movie, I just feel like it was like a weekend thing. We're going to Blockbuster, we're picking up a film, like we're going to pick up Woodrow's, they were right next to each other, and we're going to go oh, home and see, we're going to have some turkey sandwiches. I was going to ask you where our local Blockbuster was growing up. Like I have zero memory of ever okay, being in a Blockbuster. I, I don't, I think the street was called Peninsula Boulevard, and it was next to Woodrow's, which was also, you probably remember better, the next deli. to Carvel. Carvel. Remember I don't even Carvel remember was? a Carvel. You know, I really got to go to some sort of therapist. Like, I need to start hypnosis. <laughs> but, like, you were younger than me. I, one, I have a I good remember memory. Woodrow's, and I know that shopping center, like, very well. The Blockbuster was in that shopping center. Cool. Yeah. Never So, I don't think anyone expects, like, seven-year-old you to remember that. And you want to know why I probably blocked that out? Because I hated Woodrow's as a kid. Like, deli for dinner, yuck. Like, cold meats. Everyone loved, like, turkey on rye, like, pastrami. Kill me. Like, when we went to Woodrow's, it was the worst week ever. You don't want tongue sandwich? Ugh. Oh, my God. You guys would, like, die. Like, pass the tongue. And I'm like, this is sick. I'm married to a bunch of freaks. Also, you probably uh, blocked out that, that shopping center because that's also where the fish market was. Like, where we would get our fish. 
What the fuck is a fish market? Like, you know, there's a butcher. There's also a fisherman. Uh, are you sure? Yeah, that's where, like, it, you know, there's... Don't you just buy fish at the butcher? Uh, n- not necessarily. It was like, I can think of one near where I live. It's like a seafood market. I can think of one in the city that's like, like... The fish market, like the fish market. No, it's not know. the. It's not like sh- coming straight from the sea right to the from market. The boat. No, this was like where the the fishmonger procures the fish. If we were gonna have fish for dinner, which like we sometimes did. Yeah, every Thursday is the worst day of my life. <laughs> Actually, I've been having a lot of fish while I'm here because it's like so fresh, mm-hmm. and the food at this hotel is bomb. Dot I keep eating like weirdly milkshakes. They make amazing milkshakes here. Wow, milkshakes are so. Stellar. So stellar, but I'm leaving sadly, which means I'm back on Monday, which is good. Which is good. I'm excited to get back in the studio. Um, I had this like whole plan by the time we got back in the studio, like I would have lost all this weight because I was like been focusing on my diet and exercise. I weighed myself today. I'm exactly the same as um, before I started doing keto again. So that's just what's new with me. No, that's good. I am going to be irrecognizable upon my return. Like I have... I have not denied myself a single thing on this trip, whether that be spa treatments, restaurant accoutrements, bread baskets, alcohol. Like, I am just taking it all in, and I have not one ounce of remorse about it. No, you're not supposed to deny yourself on vacation. I'm such a big proponent of that. Like, indulge in every which way. No regrets. No regrets. No regrets. Also, um, you'll be tan, so you'll have you'll have that leg up. Yeah, I mean, I got to go get some sun, and I'm heading to the spa, so I must be going, darling. But everyone, thank you for putting up with my vacation extension. I promise I'm actually coming home, and I will be back on Monday. So it's over for me. But, you know, I really, like, made the most out of this, like, that one flight I took, you know? You really did, and the toast went on, and I think if you can work while you're on vacation, that's really the best of both worlds, because you feel fulfilled, and, like, you have purpose, and you're not just, like, laying around all day, but then you get to lay around the rest of the day. Yes, and honestly, like, the first week that I was here that I we actually did take off for vacation, I was having, like, crazy anxiety, because, like, I don't like being, like, a piece of shit, like, doing nothing. Mm-hmm. So in the morning, like, I'm an hour ahead of you, so it's noon now, and I still have my day, And it's nice. So we can do the toast from anywhere. We're just like so remote, you know? Right. It's like if we got one thing out of all of this, like one positive. Yes. It's that we can do the toast from anywhere. So Claude, I will see you in the Maldives. No, we got to travel more. Like that's what I've also learned from TPG. It's like my trip has been jam packed. Like we did a beach drop. We did a rum tasting. We went to the caves. Like we've done it all. Also while being relaxed, I had beach time. Like we got to be more adventurous on trips. I, I think Norma would agree. Norma would agree. Thank you guys so much for listening to The Toast this week. We hope you enjoyed it. And thank you so much for listening to The Toast, the Millennium Morning Show, where we deliver the fast five stories that you need to know every Monday through Friday on YouTube. So if you're watching us on YouTube, please feel free to subscribe and give this video a thumbs up. We're also available as a podcast anywhere podcasts can be found. So that's Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Public Radio, iHeartRadio, CastBox, all the places. So wherever you listen to podcasts, find us The Morning Toast and leave a five-star review about how beautiful, stunning, and smart we are. Hope you guys have an amazing weekend. Stay safe, and we will see you on Monday. Bye. Bye.